lead generation strategies for B2B tech companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision. And today we have a very interesting guest with us, Leanne Chesko, senior manager of field marketing EMEA at Demandbase. And Leanne is a long-term marketing uh, professional who is running field marketing uh, for Europe and EMEA for Demandbase. And... Uh, also working as an ambassador for women in B2B networks and uh, uh, looked after thought leader in, uh, in those kind of marketing topics like demand uh, generation, ABM, and so forth. So welcome to today's podcast, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited yes. to be here. So good to have you with us. Before we start out, I would be really happy if you could describe your marketing career a bit and how you ended up at Demandbase. Yeah, so I've been um, a lifelong B2B marketeer. Um, I've uh, been in marketing now for around um, 14 years um, and I've always worked for technology companies. Um, I was actually at a, an API management company prior to Demandbase um, and I was using the platform, actually I was a customer of Demandbase, so I was using the platform at, at, this, at my prior company and just found the technology really, really interesting. Um, and then the opportunity came up to actually um, be the first marketer in Europe and, and grow, help grow the business here. Um, and I just thought it was a great opportunity to be selling a, um, be involved in selling a, a marketing technology product, actually using the product myself as a marketer, um, and really being the kind of ABM advocate in Europe and working really closely with our customers. So it was a, a really kind of great role to to get involved with um, and I've been at demand base almost four years now oh, interesting career yeah and I have I came across demand base as a company first in 2013 on a serious decision conference in San Diego where I got a session there and I thought it would looked really interesting so I've had it on my radar well since then but for people who are maybe new to demand base maybe you can give a bit of background, what you do, um, what kind of marketing technology you're providing to uh, marketeers? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Demandbase is, a, is an end-to-end -end ABM platform um, and we work really closely with marketing teams to essentially easily deliver integrated ABM programs across the entire funnel from first touch to final close. And essentially what that looks like is from the starting point, we're helping them identify what are the right accounts to target using intent data, um, how to attract those accounts through advertising, um, how to keep those accounts engaged once they come back to your site by serving them a personalized web experience and giving all of that insight to your sales team so they can see you know, how they're engaging with your content off your website, but also on your website, what types of topics that they're researching, um, so that they can then make their outreach really personalized and then we're able to actually measure all of marketing's impacts across the entire funnel so we can see if we take these particular accounts and put them to an ABM, into an ABM program how much more likely is that to have an impact on things like pipeline 
um, the, the deal size, the deal velocity, pipeline acceleration, things like that. Yeah, interesting. And uh, I think it's uh, safe to say that DemandBase is one of the uh, market-leading ABM uh, solutions uh, uh, on the market, I suppose. Uh, so uh, you have a lot of experience from this area. Yeah, we are. We're actually leader in the, the forest uh, wave for ABM platforms. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, good to know that we have a market-leading expert on the podcast today. <laughs> so uh, talking about ABM, uh, ABM as a concept have probably been around maybe it is four or five years now since it was, you know, becoming a household name in, in especially B2B marketeer circles. Uh, can you see any trends? You're at the front line of ABM and ABM trends and development. Have it been adopted or do you think it's still a buzzword on the hype curve or where are we at with the ABM initiative as a category, so to say? What's your take on that? Yeah, so I actually think, so I think it was back in 2004 that the um, uh, the ITSMA actually coined the phrase account-based marketing. So it's it's been around for a long time now. Um, definitely since I came on board, you know, almost four years ago, within Europe, we were definitely seeing people um, were kind of seeing it more as a bit of a buzzword and there was a lot of education around, you know, what is, what is ABM? Um, and why should I be? Why should I be doing it? And we've seen that adoption just, you know, have a um, huge, uh, huge kind of increase um, across across Europe and, and definitely across the US as well. Um, so I think here now that conversations definitely move. People are doing account based marketing in some form, um, and that there's there's a couple of different approaches to it as well. So you have um, ABM at the kind of one to one level where you'll treat accounts and, and um, targets as markets of ones. So you'll do a very um, high, highly personalized outreach to maybe a small group of accounts, might be five accounts or so. Um, you work really closely with the account team to craft really personalized messaging and almost give that real white glove treatment to those group of accounts. Um, and that's been the traditional kind of approach to ABM, something that works really well. Um, but what a lot of people do find it can be quite resource intensive and it's a lot of budget and generally those types of accounts have a pretty long sales cycle because they're you know your your big strategic enterprise size accounts it might be you know multi-million dollar pound euro um, sales um, uh, budget that's involved um, so we tend to see the sales cycles are pretty long so from those types of ABM approaches the ROI takes a little bit of time to actually be seen and at the kind of middle level you've got um, one, to, one to few where you're taking clusters of accounts. So there might be trends in particular accounts that are all perhaps using a similar product. It might be that those accounts are all in the same industry. You might want to make clusters by your customers versus your prospects or your partners. Um, there's, there's lots of different ways. Um, and they, they tend to be around, you know, anywhere like 20 to 50 clusters of accounts. And that's at that one to few level as well um, and then at the, at the kind of bottom level you've got one to many um, and this is almost where you're taking it as a um, it's a more targeted I suppose demand generation approach um, but it's still really account focused so you're actually taking um, a wider set of accounts and saying this is where I want to, to build out my target account list I want to understand who's in market today 
that are looking at my products and services or products and services that are related to my business. So I know that the, I can identify these accounts and I can understand, right, this is where I need to prioritize my focus and work with my sales team in trying to track those accounts, get them into pipeline and ultimately become customers. Yeah. That's a great overview of the ABM uh, area there. And uh, I know one of the struggles uh, company has, maybe depending on how long in their adoption of ABM as an uh, area is, uh, but I know um, that some companies are struggling to finance and to find resources for setting up ABM initiatives and so forth and uh, working the budgets comparing to all the other initiatives that you we do in marketing. And I know this is one of your specialty uh, topics to discuss with clients and help them set up strategies around this. Uh, so uh, could you talk to us a little bit about finding budgets, finding resources for a, a typical ABM comp uh, for a company who's interested in ABM and how to work with that? Yes, I think a kind of starting point to really um, to really build or, or get the budget that you need. A lot of companies, um, you know, we obviously plan our budgeting cycles, you know, maybe um, a few months or so in advance of, of the of the following year. But I think a lot of the um, a, a kind of good first step is actually to, to, to start moving budget around. Um, starts with taking an, an honest look at your current market marketing performance. Um, and it's answering these questions um, that isn't just a good starting point for ABM, but it's also an important exercise that any marketing team should be doing on an ongoing basis to see, you know, what programs are working, what's having the most impact, what's moving the needle and what isn't. And once you've figured out what's working and what isn't, you can really start to make bigger decisions around budget um, and perhaps use maybe some of the following budgeting strategies to optimize your current marketing programs. So the first one that I mentioned was you need to make a list of all of your marketing programs and tactics that are really going to help you answer some of the following questions. So what marketing programs are you currently running? How much are you spending on each program? What's working? What's not working? What's falling behind? And where can you free up budget? And that's a really, really good starting point. And then a second kind of factor and another viable option is actually integrating ABM into existing categories of your marketing budget. So for example, um, you might have your director of web marketing that's already working on a website relaunch. So maybe it's a good time to actually work with that person and recommend rolling out a personalization solution into the existing proposal for that web website relaunch project. Or perhaps your demand generation team is already investing in things like direct mail um, and it's working really closely with them to make sure those campaigns go exclusively to the accounts that you may have on your target account list so there's you know a couple of ways of, of trying to find budget initially yeah that's that's really interesting and um, i think some companies uh, that we come across uh, as an agency working have a notion that well, ABM, that's for big marketing departments. It's really expensive. We need to buy a lot of tech systems and do uh, invest a lot of money and so on. But I know that you can, from your perspective, it's it's possible to scale this and uh, do it in, in, in a way that might suit more, more or less every company, depending on their needs, of course. But uh, uh, I know you have a few examples there. Can you give us a little bit about background on that? 
Yeah, that's, that's definitely a really common question that we get asked a lot as well. And I think that's the common misconception really of, you know, account-based marketing is really expensive. And I think it goes back to that notion of when it first came about, you know, to market, it was really ABM equals that one-to-one -one approach, um, which generally is, you know, a lot more budget is invested um, and the ROI takes longer to, to see with your, when you're doing that kind of one-to-one -one level. Um, but actually, there's, there's, there's different ways that you can get started. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk through a few different examples of actually what a small budget looks like, how much that would be, medium budget and, and a larger budget. Um, so I think when we're, we're looking at small budgets, and this can be anywhere between 10 to, you know, up to 30,000 pounds, dollars, euros, um, and the main objective with a budget of that size um, is really, you know, companies that are looking to perhaps start account-based marketing or prove the model. They might not have any organizational buy-in. Um, they don't have budget for additional support and they're running mostly solo. So this might be one or two people within the organization that are, that are actually running the ABM program. So the approach with that kind of budget is really around building and experimenting. So starting small, aligning on a target account list, figuring out who are the accounts that you are, um, that you should be targeting, and then scope and, and agree on metrics for success. So set realistic timeframes and look at things like, what is your typical sales cycle? Um, how much pipeline do we want to generate from this group of accounts? Is it more of an engagement strategy where you want to understand actually these accounts weren't engaging with us, visiting our website uh, or going into pipeline before? If we take a, an experiment and do an ABM program with this set of accounts, what impact does it have on all of those things? And then from a campaign perspective, um, it's really going to be, you know, around repurposing some existing generic assets that you might have and personalizing based on a broad segment. So you might take one of your best performing white papers, as an example, um, and really turn that into something that's more industry specific. So if you're seeing in your target account list that you have patterns of similar industries, group those accounts into industries and then repurpose some of that existing content that you have that's really going to be more personalized to that segment. And then you can also personalize things like your email campaigns, some landing pages, some of your forms, um, and some of your digital ads as well. And then from a budget allocation, um, you know, actually pretty much most of your budget is going to go on things like advertising and media. So that's what a kind of small budget looks like. Um, from a medium budget standpoint, this is where you're starting to spend a little bit more and you're getting more investment. Um, so this is anything from um, you know, 35K um, up to 100,000K. Um, and the objective here is, is to really scale your ABM program. So you might have, you, you already have organizational buy-in, you've done some form of ABM and you've got some good results from that. And you're actually looking to scale it and get organizational wide adoption of it. And this is where you have more budget dedicated for your ABM programs, and you're really discovering the idle strategy to adopt it across your organization. And then from an approach perspective, this is what we would really class as the real ABM pilot. So this is where your sales and marketing teams are really going to um, partner and really work together. You might extend your target account list and include a wider set of accounts. 
and you're going to be executing on a greater scale with additional support. So other, other teams um, or members of your marketing team, extending out to your sales team, perhaps your customer success team. Um, and this is where you'll need to know when, uh, when to lean on things like technology and external um, and internal resources. So agencies, technology partners, etc. Then from a campaign perspective, um, this is where you start to get a lot more personalized. So you're gonna be doing targeted emails with personal content and drip or nurture campaigns. Um, you'll also be doing um, personalized um, sales streams for some of those key accounts. Um, things like advertising is gonna become a lot more targeted um, and it's gonna be perhaps you'll drive you know, targeted ads to traffic from competitor websites as an example. Um, or you might want to use things like personalized chat to actually help engage um, target accounts once they're on your website and perhaps do sp uh, special offers for those types of accounts. Then from a budget standpoint, when we're looking at a kind of medium budget allocation, it's a little bit more split across different areas. So probably around 25% of that budget is going to be allocated to technology platforms. Um, 40% is going to be allocated to agency execution and planning. And then around 35% is going to be allocated to advertising and media. So that's the, the kind of overview for the medium budget. And then the final kind of level of budget is, is the larger budget. So this is where we get, you know, over 100,000 um, to actually allocate to ABM programs. And this is, has the real objective of actually streamlining and optimizing your current strategy. So you would have already implemented an ABM strategy, you have that organizational alignment, and you have a much bigger budget to spend. Um, and this is where you're going to start moving away from manual efforts, you'll want to try and automate things as much as possible. So you're going to be performing a thorough optimization of your content, um, using metrics to help identify areas for improvement. Um, and your strategy is going to become much more sophisticated at this stage. And you're also going to be th doing things like extending efforts into things like lead nurturing tactics, field marketing, or perhaps upsell and cross-sell strategies. And from a campaign perspective, um, you know, you're going to have your, your website um, is going to be really, really personalized. You're going to be leveraging technology such as AI to help make um, your website um, to help your website make driven content recommendations using AI technology. You're also going to be um, giving all of the, that notification to your sales team on, of the, of the um, target account engagement and activity so they can see what their target accounts are engaging with, the behavior of those accounts, and putting it in the hands of your sales team so that they can action on that. And then you might do a little bit more specific ABM programs to so perhaps VIP events for some of your target accounts. And the budget allocation, um, this is where we start to see things like events and experiences brought into that. Um, so 15% of your budget is going to be spent and, or allocated to things like events and experiences. So those VIP events I mentioned for maybe some of your top tier target accounts. Around 25% is going to be split, um, firstly, between advertising and media, and then secondly, between agency execution and planning. And then a bigger portion of your budget, so around 35%, is actually going to be allocated to technology. That is a great uh, overview of uh, three uh, campaigns there. Thank you so much for that, for giving us such a detailed insights into that. 
Um, so uh, everybody knows <laughs> which one to pick now, <laughs> depending on budget. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so interesting. Um, when when starters starting out uh, with ABM and uh, maybe going after the smallest one uh, and uh, where they want to see some kind of return investment after initial period of ABM campaigns, what are the typical challenges for them? Is there any pitfalls for companies new to this that want to start out that they should be aware of? I think, yeah, some of the major pitfalls is, is really about not having that organizational buy-in as well. And this is where you're looking to really start ABM and improve the model. Um, so this is going to be where it's going to be maybe one person, you'll have a champion person that's going to be trying to run these ABM programs, you know, running them mostly solo. So I think that having no buy-in, it can be quite challenging because you're trying to prove that success. But a lot of the success of account-based marketing is driven by alignment. And that alignment is across, firstly, sales and marketing alignment. So actually initially building out that target account list or working with your sales team to say, this is the insights that we're getting into these target accounts. Um, this is why we need to have uh, you know, an approach, uh, an agreement on this target account list because they're showing these types of buying signals. They're searching for our particular you know, keywords that are related to our business or they're visiting our website. Um, so I think it can be quite challenging where you don't have that organizational alignment. So I think in that instance, my advice would be perhaps find one or two um, champions within your sales team or, uh, or pick one that's perhaps maybe a little bit more marketing friendly if they're not already and test, um, test a couple of smaller a ABM campaigns on their accounts. Um, and once they start seeing good results from it, because they will, because you're going to be more focused around that set of accounts that's showing that buying propensity today um, and you're engaging with them with content that's relevant to where they are in the buying cycle, you're going to start to see things like pipeline generation and, and working closely with your sales teams to nurture those accounts throughout your sales cycle. Um, and ultimately, you know, that's going to result in closed one business for your business. Um, once you start seeing results like that, um, you know, sales, sales people are very competitive in nature. So once they start seeing all that salesperson's doing this ABM program, they're getting good results, their deals are closing faster, deal sizes are bigger, they're going to want a piece of that pie as well. So I'd say pick those, pick those um, kind of marketing supporters or people that are believing in ABM first um, and test it out, get some small wins and then try and, um, try and broaden it out across the sales team. Great tip, great tip there. So one of the things I was also thinking about uh, starting out and, and keeping the cost down in order to uh, try to get the momentum going, so to say, just as you said there, is to repurpose content. And I think that's a great uh, way to start out. Uh, but how much, do you have any practical tips for the practitioners uh, sitting here listening uh, to how, how how much repurposing or how much adaptation should you do uh, for an ABM campaign if you want to start out somewhere? What, what do you typically do in, uh, from your perspective? Yeah, I would say, you know, don't, don't obviously try and boil the ocean, start small. Um, generally, what we see is people will pick maybe one or two industries to start with. That tends to be um, a pretty kind of similar approach that people would, that people would take when they're starting out. So look at, the, look at your target account list and where you've got um, clusters of industries 
um, and also what you know what is your main objective as an organization and I think people typically have you know those key two or three industries that they sell into so to so start with those and repurpose content for that for those specific industries mm, that's great um, yeah I, tip, I definitely agree um, so um, I also know that <laughs> You at Demandbase and your role as not least as a field marketeer uh, have been effective as uh, of the Corona crisis we have now all over the world here. And um, from your own perspective, have you had any impact on your events or how, how have you dealt with this crisis? <laughs> Would be interesting to just hear your take on that. Yeah, we've, we've definitely had an impact in our event. So um, actually this week we were supposed to have two events in the UK that have both been, um, you know, postponed because of, because of the, um, the situation that we find ourselves in. So we're actually pivoting a lot more to um, digital strategies and moving our events all online. Um, so we have, <clears throat> we were supposed to have our first customer day um, tomorrow in London um, but we're actually we've actually taken um, uh, a step to actually create a virtual customer community. So these are going to be bi-weekly sessions um, where we um, go through you know various elements of our platform and, and provide training um, for customers, but also creating communities where we get customers together that perhaps are using our platform for similar use cases or they're in similar industries. Um, or they might have a certain, you know, challenge um, and really getting them together to, to really discuss those challenges, share best practices, tips on how they're using our platform um, and just to, just to create that kind of community and, and support networks. That's definitely been, been one area um, that we've seen and we're just trying to make that, you know, make our events virtual and, um, and really support our customers. That's the key focus during this time. Yeah, and that, I think that's very smart. Do you have any suggestion on what uh, platforms you're using for virtual events? Have you any good technology tip there as well? Yeah, so I mean, we're using our we use our own technology as a as a marketing um, marketing team, so we can see you know, we we know what target accounts to to focus on. We can reach those target accounts through our advertising solution and, and engagement through personalization. So we're using that full end to end. Um, platform to actually as part of our as part of our own strategy um, but then we're looking at things you know we have webinar platforms that we use so um, on 24 and bright talk are a couple of the platforms that we use mm. uh, we're using a lot of technologies like zoom so our, our virtual customer community is going to be through um, through zoom um, so those are the, the key kind of ones that we're that we're currently using okay that's great to hear yeah I know a lot of uh, marketeers are asking themselves those questions these days. So thanks for uh, giving us a little bit of your insights uh, from demand-based marketing as well. So um, Leanne, you have provided us with so much great uh, insights here and uh, I'm really uh, thankful for, for uh, giving us all those tips and tricks from getting started with ABM as well as being able to scale it up. If people want to know more about you and your content and demand base in general, where can we send them? Yeah, so demandbase.com. Um, we've got a, a great resources section. Um, actually, one of the, the newest pieces of content that we've got, if you go under our ABM resources um, page, 
there's a, a whole um, a whole new channel that we've built out around marketing personas um, that we're calling ABM tips and tricks for every role. Um, and this is part of our, this is how your ABM campaign. So we've identified about five key um, areas of marketing. So if you're a CMO or a VP of marketing, um, what does ABM mean to your role? If you're in demand generation, marketing operations or field marketing, um, so yeah, definitely go in and check that out. Um, or you can follow us on some of our social channels and, and the hashtag, this is how you ABM to actually get some of that great content and understand what other marketeers are doing um, and what their ABM strategies look like. Great. I will definitely check it out myself as well. Sounds really interesting. So, uh, thank you, uh, Leanne. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you and I wish you all the best uh, with all your now digital events at Demandbase and uh, I hope you will stay safe as well and uh, thank you so much everybody for listening in. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.